Oh, I think that, that, look, it's one of those games that one side dominates pretty much from the, the get-go, and New Zealand were unable to, to post any sort of challenging total in the end of it. Played a, a mixture of fairly limp shots and some running decisions were poor. England, you know, on the other hand, were, were pretty tidy and disciplined and, you know, just did the business. Uh, some good catches along the way. They've upped their game quite substantially from from Hamilton. And New Zealand really, once they had that mega total, it was, was always going to be tricky on what was a kind of a, a better surface than Hamilton that they were going to defend that. So, uh, you know, there was no surprise that England pulled away towards the end either. So the biggest takeaway... Uh, we need Williamson back. Let's hope Taylor's okay. They'll look at the need for somebody to put in maybe in the bowling side again in Wellington at Westpac, which tends to be a slower pitch, which will suit New Zealand a bit more. So those kind of, all that package of thoughts, really. I mean, would you be thinking, therefore, for Game 3, Jerry, perhaps Ish Sodi in, maybe Ferguson out? Yes, I, well, whether it's, whether it's Ferguson, uh, I guess he would be the one you'd look at first, which is a bit tough on him, really, uh, because he looked one of the few bowlers I thought for New Zealand who were constantly, not constantly, that's not fair, but, but, but you know, there was a, a, a threat about him, particularly with the short ball when he got it right, when he got it straight and precise enough. Um, he created a few little chances. Uh, a lot of you need luck as well when you're defending a total like that, and it just didn't kind of happen for New Zealand. Every sort of missed hook went back over the keeper and almost a four or six, that sort of thing. On other days, they would just go straight in the air. Uh, Jeremy Coney is with us, and he's uh, gone through great lengths to uh, bring this report to you this morning. So we thank him greatly for it. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> um, you I'm, know, I'm on enfeebled legs here at the moment. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the the batsman didn't give the bowlers much to play with, and, and like you mentioned, there a thought that Ferguson, the one in particular that went right through Latham's glove, uh, he did very well not to blow at him publicly out there. But the batting lineup, we're still getting to this to this. A stage where someone down the bottom end pulls out a bing innings to make their batting not not look quite so bad. What do you think they can do with this if they don't get Taylor and Williamson back? Oh dear, that's that's. I don't like to think about that too much. Um, I, I've got a feeling Williamson might play in Wellington. Uh, Taylor might be more doubtful, um, but certainly the batting at the top. In the first 10 overs, we've scored 27 and something like 31. You know, when you should be getting between 50 and 70, we are not at the moment handling the Wokes and the Willie combination particularly well. Um, we're losing Munro, who's our sort of crusher, uh, very early on. You know, it's different than a 2020 game. It's over twice the length, you know. So we've just got to, I think, rein in the way that we are looking to score in those first 10 overs very early on, and let's try and make the most of our top-order players. They really should be the people who are going to hang in there and create chances for, for the players further down to play a different kind of innings, you know, the, the grand homes and those sort of people who can use the fact that they can hit a ball a bit better. So we need to do better in those first 10 overs. I want to get your thoughts on the, on the approach from Colin Munro 
Jerry, and the failures that he's given us so far in the series, are, are they down to poor shot selection, or do we give credit to good bowling from England? Oh, a bit of both. Um, I think personally a batsman who's been given a licence, let's be fair, and there's a lot of talk about playing with freedom and those sort of things, which is fine. Um, but, you know, you've got to be able to make good decisions and, and give yourself the chance to do that. That's the only thing I would say. Um, I mean, some of the shots that, well, the, t- the two shots are very similar that he's got out with. So there's a kind of a reoffending that's going on a bit there. Um, it's not as if the ball has kind of, in one case, been in the same postcode as, uh, as, as Munro. So... He usually starts with a six, and and then he's on his way. And I think we just need to get more out of him. He'll continue to play that way, I'm sure. He'll just brush all those thoughts aside. But I would just encourage him to have a little pocket, a pocket of time in order to, you know, to get the best value out of him. He's quite an important component in those first 10 overs but he's he's actually forcing on Guptill. Once that happens Guptill kind of goes into his shell a bit and it's not sort of working. When, and when someone like Williamson isn't there uh, you find yourself suddenly two and maybe three down. That's that's a real problem for the rest of the, of the team throughout the other 40 overs. Alright Jerry, we look forward to hearing game three from Wellington. Thanks for your time. Yeah. Cheers Matty, bye bye.